What is up, Zinger Nation? Welcome back to the fourth ever episode of Moon or Bust, your new favorite Benzinga crypto show. We're going to be talking about a lot of exciting altcoins today. Um, I would like to bring on my co-hosts now. What is up, uh, Brian Moore? How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. Crazy happenings going on right now. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, and speaking of crazy, our other co-host, Ryan McNamara. How you doing? I'm good. Glad to hear it. All right, so let's get right into it. But first, before we get into it, actually, I'm going to need you all to go down, drop a like, drop a subscribe, and get, get some comments going, ask some questions. Um, this show is all about audience engagement. Uh, at the end, we're going to do our uh, infamous moon or bust segment where you guys pick the tickers and we look them up. We give you our thoughts on them and we give it a moon or a bust. So uh, I am not going to get started until we have at least 25 likes. So please help me out. I really want to get going and I do not want to sit here uh, for very long. So, okay, we're getting there. A couple more, a couple more. We have 137 people watching. Oh, no, we have 300 people watching right now. So uh, 25 is honestly, it should not be that hard. Come on, guys, let's go. Just make, make get a like, please, quickly. Thank you. All right. First topic of the day. Uh, in case you didn't notice, everything is on sale right now. Uh, the entire crypto market is has lost like a couple hundred billion dollars. Um, Bitcoin is uh, maybe around 4,000 right now or 40,000 right now. 4,000 would be bad. Uh, Ethereum is around 28, 29. Um, and these are some of the best deals that we have seen in a long time. So uh, what what caused this crash? Last night, uh, China announced that their financial industries and payment processing companies uh, would not be allowed to use cryptocurrencies to settle payments or like involved in their businesses. Um, and that really took a chunk out of the market. What do you guys think about that? <clears throat> Yeah, I think that it definitely had a pretty big impact. It um, it's led to everything is red. There's very little green, but every single thing is red right now. Um, <clears throat> I know that the I what I think really happened is a lot of people got scared of it, and that's what kind of yeah. caused this uh, domino effect. Yeah. So first we had Elon. <clears throat> The kind of butterfly effect from there, domino effect from there. And now we have China banning all cryptocurrency transactions. Ryan, why do you think? You froze for a second, Logan. Could you repeat the question? Oh, yeah, sure. My bad. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm curious. Why do you think China would make a ban on cryptocurrencies um, if they're such like an advanced technology um, maybe it's their digital yuan. Maybe they're just trying to uh, erase the competition for their own national cryptocurrency. That's my suggestion. What, what do you think? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They might just be trying to take out some competition from their digital yuan. Um, I'm not sure if that's uh, pegged to anything or if that's going to be uh, something that's driven by market prices. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting to see if people in China end up holding their crypto and hope that this ban is only temporary or if they're looking to sell as soon as possible. And from from the prices on the market, it does look like a lot of people are selling. And I bet that a lot of those people are probably located in China. One thing that happened, though, is uh, Reuters made a um, an article that says uh, China banned, like, everyone thinks that China banned crypto, but what they did was they stopped 
banks and financial ins- institutions mm-hmm. from um, <clears throat> using like having their holdings in crypto or using crypto as a, a different means. It, mm-hmm. It's not quite a full on ban on crypto. And yeah, I think that their citizens really can still hold up. cryptocurrencies. Yeah, that's still legal. But, but they're not able to trade cryptocurrency anymore, correct? No, um, I think they can still they, trade. Yeah, I think they still can. Okay. Uh, it's just like on Chinese Chinese businesses and Chinese Chinese based uh, transaction settlement networks aren't able to use cryptocurrencies uh, and gain the advantages of the blockchain technology unless they go with uh, the Chinese government's digital yuan, um, which yeah. is blockchain based as well. So uh, lots of lots of healthy competition over there. We'll uh, leave it at that. But since we have this flash sale going on, a lot of big investors are taking this opportunity and buying the dip. Um, so that's something we're going to be talking about a lot today. But we had an article from Mike uh, from Benzinga this morning that talks about Mike Novogratz, uh, the CEO of Galaxy Digital Holdings, and he bought the dip heavy this morning. Uh, could I get a one in the chat if you are buying the dip and a two if you are panic selling? I don't want to see any twos, but please be honest. I'm, I'm very curious. But a one in the chat if you're buying the dip uh, today or at any point this week. Brian, are, are you going to be picking up anything today? <clears throat> yeah, I've picked up quite a few things. I uh, <clears throat> rebalanced my whole, pretty much my whole portfolio and just uh, kind of at the very end of the bottom when Bitcoin was at 30K, I just put in, you know, 10% in about seven or eight different coins and it's doing pretty well now. Ryan, how about you? Well, I absolutely wish I could buy the dip, but I'm currently pretty broke in terms of fiat currency. I've been all in crypto for a while now, so uh, hopefully it stays down until my next paycheck so I can buy the dip. I do plan on it once I get some more money. Yeah, I do as well. We have a comment from Tom Nash, fellow crypto YouTuber out here. Uh, This is a true test to see who is a real crypto enthusiast. And for all the people that are new to crypto this year, welcome. You are finally a real crypto investor if you can survive this week. So we got a lot of ones in the chat. I'm loving it. I'm loving to see. We got a three. I don't know what that means, but we have a lot of ones. It's exciting. Uh, All right. Next up on the agenda. Oh, we have another Benzinga article from this morning. I don't know. Rohan, are you there? Could you pull it up? I think it's the third link in the outline. Um, Elon Musk's mood swings split Bitcoin market into paper hands and diamond hands shows on chain data. So, um, yeah, I just checked the chain this morning and, uh, you have paper hands. (laughs) (laughs) So it's confirmed that he, he sold. Uh, actually Elon tweeted a couple minutes ago that Tesla has diamond hands, but I mean, they already sold 10% of their stake. So they didn't have diamond hands with that portion of it. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Rohan. So we'll see if so. So I believe Tesla bought in around 35K. They picked up their Bitcoin position there. Um, and Elon did uh, hint at, hint on Twitter that they would be selling it. Uh, but now this morning, he says they have diamond hands and he would be taking a loss if he sold it at current prices. I believe actually it has bounced up to 39. So um, they are just barely in the green on that position. And Elon, his shenanigans have cost him his spot uh, at the top of the richest person leaderboard, 
which I think is uh, pretty well-deserved if you ask me. I'd even like to see him drop down a couple more. But, uh, hey, maybe if he uh, changes his mind, starts pumping it back up, he can re-earn his, uh, his credibility, his leaderboard position, and uh, his, his recognition by the crypto community. Uh, Michael Saylor is another one of the uh, investors who has picked up this dip. Um, and he has never, he announced that he has never sold a single Satoshi. Um, and his, the entities that he controls now have 111,000 Bitcoin. That is pretty nuts if you ask me. Um, speaking of huge numbers of Bitcoin, did you guys see what BlockFi did this morning? <clears throat> oh, yeah. I wish I was on the other end of that. <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah, Ryan, for those who don't know, could you fill us in on what happened? Yeah, sure. So BlockFi is a collateralized lending platform. So you can go on BlockFi. You can either start a savings account and earn interest, or you can take out loans using cryptocurrency. And instead of giving out, I think their bonus is usually like $100, there was some type of glitch in their software, and people started receiving multiple Bitcoins instead. So I think one person was able to get 700 Bitcoin from them as a reward bonus, and they were able to take it off of the platform before they uh, stopped holding. Um, so a lot of people were able to do that. But as of now, they currently aren't letting people withdraw money from the platform because of this glitch. But for those who did, they are up big now. Yeah, I wish that would have <laughs> least. wish that would have been me. Yeah, I mean, take your money and run. Just go like I, you know, what, what are you going to do about it? Well, I just yeah, I want to hop in here real quick, uh, producer Rohan in the background, and I just like, can you guys talk a little bit about like why do they, why are they trying to you know dish out lawsuits over this? Like, where do they even have like the power to do this? They sent the crypto, you know? Yeah, sure. So blockchain transactions are by nature irreversible. Um, so if they want to have any chance at getting recovering those funds that they made a mistake by giving out, um, they're I mean, personally, I don't think they have a chance. What do you guys think? No, I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to try to send you this link, Rohan, in Slack just to bring it up. The uh, It's irreversible. It's it's an error, but someone made the mistake. So it's not like a, where a bank, mm -hmm. a bank sends you the wrong amount of money, you have to send it back or they can sue you. Mm -hmm. Cryptocurrency does not work the same way. So if they got that money, it's theirs. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to find a way to make it a yeah. lawsuit or try to get it, but there's mm -hmm. legally, there's no grounds. This has never happened. So right. there's no grounds. And if someone else did that to someone else, you know, they'd say, well, you're out of luck. That's how, that's how it goes. That's how the news goes. So uh, I wonder if I it's in like their terms of service or anything like that, where when you sign up for yeah. BlockFi, <laughs> if they fuck up or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There might be something in their terms of service that gives them grounds to, to have a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think what happened is they switched the dollar sign for their $100 reward for the Bitcoin sign, and they sent 100 Bitcoin instead of $100, which is a big oopsie. Let's see what we got here. Brian, this is the thing you sent me. Yeah, the... um. Oh, it doesn't look like the picture. I guess I don't know. Uh, so pretty much they're saying that they're um, threatening lawsuits and threatening to uh, try to get it back if they don't give it back, you know, blah, blah, blah. I guess it didn't pull up the way I wanted it to. But um, I just I don't think that they have any means on it. 
Yeah, it, it's all on their TOS. So if their TOS mm-hmm. does say, hey, if there's an accident and we do what we just did, yeah, give it back. Then they have, you know, they have plenty of grounds to do it. If mm-hmm. not, well, you know, it, someone, a lot of people are really rich now. Yes, indeed, they are. That's some pretty crazy stuff going on. <laughs> That's a good point, Tom. They they might be able to make the best out of it. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Tom's team here. I was like, if they, I feel like they're not playing this well because they're gonna get a lot of bad, uh, uh-huh. bad press, and like you know, users are probably gonna want to not, you know, mess around mm-hmm. with them. But if they play this the other way and made a whole campaign out of it, then it'd be like, all right, Blockify is freaking dope. You know, they own their mistake. Yeah, for sure. I think that's yeah. definitely something they could look into. Try to get an ROI out of it. Yeah, so we have a comment from Cameron Dole. What a week to start this show. Uh, yes, indeed it is. This is actually, I, in my opinion, the best week we could have started it because uh, now when we're highlighting all these altcoins, uh, our audience will be able to get into them should they want to after listening to our opinions and our financial advice at much cheaper prices than they could have if we started the show a month ago. So uh, I guess it worked out for the best. Um, but without further ado, we decided to dedicate this episode to highlighting some of the best technical uh, or some of the best fundamentally uh, sound projects and altcoins in the blockchain and DeFi space right now so that you can capitalize the best you can on this dip um, and make the most out of the rest of your year and the rest of this bull run. In my opinion, this bull run is very far from over. Um, this is this is almost par for the course in 2017. There is a 40% correction followed by a 41% correction. Um this is just part of being a crypto trader. You have to lose some to gain some. Um, and just make sure you hodl. Don't be one of those panic sellers. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think the, the Ryan, let me, let me get your take. Do you think the bull run is over? I don't think the bull run is over. I think we needed a big correction like this. And I understand it's bigger than the 2017 corrections. But you also have to consider we haven't had as large of dips as we did in 2017. So it seems like it was set up to have a bigger correction than the previous market cycle. Um, but I think that the bottom is in. I think that this morning was just crazy seeing Ethereum go under $2,000 and see Bitcoin go under 30K. Um, that being said, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. So, uh, I mean, I don't think it's over. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the bull run's over. I think what you just said is correct. It needed to dip back so it can go back up. <clears throat> but there's a... There is no telling what's going to happen because it's all speculation and it's all there's a lot more investors in crypto now where it can fluctuate a little bit more. But Kathy Will was talking about once it hits Bitcoin hits two hundred thousand dollars, then the price of Bitcoin will stabilize a little bit more. And so I think that each next milestone that will happen and at that next milestone, it's going to be even crazier. So 200,000 hits, think about what that's going to do to all the other altcoins. So all the altcoins are starting to be going up. They'll be about 10 to 20 times more than they are now and then stay there. And then we'll be seeing like BAT instead of going under a dollar today, we'll be seeing it going under 10 or Ethereum will be at $20,000. And you, you get what I'm trying to say. So I, I think there's a lot more room. I think that if it does, if it does dip more, it's going to bounce eventually. And a one day bounce where it went to 
30,000 and then back up to 36,000 Bitcoin did today in like a matter of minutes. I don't know if that's a significant mm. enough to call it a bear run as opposed to, you know, it's been going down, but I, I think that we're either going to dip a lot harder or this is where we're going to keep going up, but it's kind yeah. of 50, 50. Yeah. It, I mean, no one, we don't have a crystal ball over here at Ben. At Benzinga, he said. Uh, and a good strategy is to dollar cost average in and pick up your position slowly. Um, and just in case it does go further down, you can continue to buy in more and lower your average buy-in. Um, so Marco asks, what do you think about investing in Bitcoin cash? Um, and I would like to defer you to the last segment of the show, Moon or Bust, where we will be happy to give you our take on that and all of the other cryptos that you guys want to hear about. Um, so I have another question for you guys. Ryan, do you think that altcoin season is over? Or what do you think it's going to take for, for it to happen or come back this summer? I think it's really hard to tell whether altcoin season is coming or not, especially at the prices today. I think we'll have to see whether or not Bitcoin and Ethereum and other major market cap altcoins and uh, Bitcoin included stabilize. I'd like to see Bitcoin mm -hmm. stabilize above $40,000. And if we can see that and hopefully if we can see Ethereum stabilize around 3,000 to 3,500, I think there very well could be another alt season ahead of us. Yes, sir. Brian, what's your take? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to guess whether if um, everything's going to always follow Bitcoin or not. I think once Ethereum is fully upgraded and changed to proof of stake, I think that's when we'll see a lot more of the, you know, certain coins that don't follow Bitcoin. Uh, Voyager VGX is one of those coins that doesn't really follow uh, Bitcoin, but you can see the correlation very, very easily but it's like just one off so if bitcoin goes down it slowly goes up and then vice versa there's a couple of those that do that but it, if we can get some that will break off like really if any uh, erc20 tokens start to break off that's when i think you'll see the start of alt season if we can get that confirmation that those are gonna you know do their own thing yep that will definitely yeah. be something to look out for yeah, especially this market cycle, we're seeing more and more altcoins not follow Bitcoin. Like as of recently, Ripple and a couple other altcoins like ADA, they've been going up even while Bitcoin's been going down. So that kind of shows some market maturity that not everything's just following Bitcoin nowadays, so, except for today, obviously. But I think it's a little bit different today because Bitcoin crashed like 30 percent. So it's been a very bloody market. Yeah, and everything fell with it. I mean, that there was no stopping. Yeah. It didn't matter if it followed. It was going to. Yeah, well, China did ban all cryptocurrencies, right? So it's not just Bitcoin's crash that caused it. It's like a whole crypto market mm -hmm. thing. But it is good to see some coins have uh, like followed different patterns than Bitcoin because up until this year, Bitcoin was king and it really, really controlled the entire the rest of the market. So um, this is this does show a lot of uh, mat maturity, like you said, Ryan. Alrighty, so that is the end of our first segment. Uh, before we can get into our altcoin picks for this show, the strong fundamentals uh, that you should be looking out for for the rest of the bull run, um, I'm going to need to get a couple more likes on this. We have 
360 people watching and 55 likes. Um, I think we can start the next segment when we get 75 likes. So go down below right now, smash the like button, drop a comment. Let us know your thoughts. Is alt season over uh, or is the bull run over? I'm really curious to hear. Um, in my opinion, this is just uh, just a normal correction par for the course. Um, uh, and make sure you subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel while you're down there. Uh, in case you guys didn't see, we are getting really damn close to 100,000 subscribers, um, and we're going to have quite the celebration when that does happen. So we want you to be a part of the team, part of Zinger Nation before that happens. Uh, we have we got 75 likes. Thank you guys so much. All right. First up on the altcoin docket, we have Polygon. Brian, you want to talk to us about Polygon? No, uh, I was going to let Ryan do it. I thought that. Yeah, sure. Gonna, no, Ryan. Yeah, let, let's get it. it. Okay. So I'm not actually super familiar, but uh, to my understanding, it's a layer two solution for Ethereum. Um, yep. It's down with the market today. Um, 30 to 40% at its highest step. Logan, are you able to pull it up on CoinMarketCap? Um, yeah, I can pull it up okay. right here. So, so yeah, this is one of the more solid buys in the market right now, especially with gas fees continuing to increase. Uh, so for those of you who haven't been on our last episodes uh, or don't know what Layer 2 solutions are, Layer 2 solutions are uh, basically scaling solutions for Ethereum to lower the transaction fees on the blockchain. Uh, so basically what they do on a high level is bundle up transactions and then submit it to the layer one Ethereum blockchain as one transaction. So then you don't have to pay as much fees. Um, yeah, so you can exactly see here from right. the chart, it has been under a dollar for a long time before going up to almost $3. So pretty similar price movements to other cryptocurrencies in the market. And we're chilling at 22% down today, um, which it probably was closer deal. to... 30 this morning but yeah still a good deal um so you were talking about layer two solutions um and what those do for ethereum and what they do is they scoop up a bunch of transactions into something called a roll-up and they send them off of the ethereum network to the polygon network uh where they can be handled at scale uh much like cheaper uh with way less gas fees and then they are still rooted in that base layer um, because that rollup comes from the, the base Ethereum layer. They're still rooted in the security and decentralization of that main Ethereum layer one blockchain. Um, so these this is the future of Ethereum. Uh, Vitalik Buterin is pushing them hard. Uh, and there's a bunch of uh, other, com other competitors like Optimism uh, that are trying to uh, reach scaling and provide scaling for Ethereum. And should this happen, we'll see Uniswap gas fees um, and just Ethereum gas fees in general decrease by like probably 99.9%, .9%, right? So um, this is, this is going to be huge for DeFi and it will allow the Ethereum coins to finally compete with the Binance smart chain coins. And we're going to see a whole new wave of shit coins coming on Ethereum with layer two. Um, so if you thought that the Binance Smart Chain coins were fun, just wait. It's not even getting started yet. Oh, yeah. it's uh, Polygon is definitely helping boost everything as well with the roll-ups and <clears throat> the moving to proof, uh, proof of stake. And just, I, I mean, they are definitely spearheading the... Um, 
the standard to do the roll-ups and help with the transition and everything like that. I def I really like Polygon a whole lot. Most definitely. And there are some some yield farming of uh, options on Polygon that are pretty darn cheap right now. So if that's something you're interested in, you should look into that. So Polygon is a certified moon from me. What do you guys think? Oh, it's yeah, absolutely. It's you can sit it and forget it, and you'll you'll be very happy. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, next up on the docket, we have Uniswap. Ryan, let's hear it. So for those of you who don't know, Uniswap is the leading decentralized exchange on Ethereum's network. Uh, it's very similar to PancakeSwap, but PancakeSwap uses Binance Smart Chain. Um, and where Binance Smart Chain differs from Ethereum is it's gas, well, it's not gas, it's transaction fees on Binance, but its transaction fees are much, much less than Ethereum's transaction fees. Um, so more people are driven to PancakeSwap, but Uniswap uses Ethereum's network. So you can get all the ERC-20s on Uniswap. It's much more decentralized and it's much more robust because there's a lot of liquidity, a lot of users, and a lot of interoperability between different programs on Ethereum's blockchain. Um, and Uniswap will be implementing some layer two solutions, like Logan said, with Optimism, um, which will greatly reduce the gas fees on Uniswap's network, which is probably one of the most bullish things about Uniswap right now. Yeah, so if you guys have not used Uniswap before, it's super stinking simple. Um, you just have to make sure you have a MetaMask. Um, you can even use your Coinbase wallet and some of these options as well. Uh, but MetaMask is really simple. It's a browser extension. You can get it set up in five minutes, send some ETH over there, um, and you can find out how to buy ETH and, and Uniswap and all these coins in the links in the description below. We have um, articles on how to buy all of them super quickly, and we have uh, partners where you can get some special deals. So make sure to check those out. Um, and so once you have, you connect your, your MetaMask wallet to it, um, and you can swap between any of these Ethereum-based currencies. Um, so just like between like a USD and like a British pound uh, exchange, you, this is a, an exchange for all the ETH currencies. And it is completely decentralized on Ethereum's blockchain, which means there's no KYC. Um, you can actually take profits without having to um, report them. Uh, I mean... I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, um, but this is a good strategy if you want to try to swap into some USDC and then swap back into ETH to try to build your, your Ether numbers. Um, and this is all totally um, provided by e the other uh, actors in DeFi, the other... So, so Ryan, how, would you explain how liquidity providing works and what a liquidity provider yeah, sure. does? For sure. So on centralized exchanges, there's order books and the centralized exchange has custody over your cryptocurrency, which presents a pretty big risk to you because if a hacker were to be able to get into the, the inside of say Coinbase, they could hack the funds and steal your cryptocurrency. Whereas mm -hmm. on Uniswap, you're basically just trading directly from your crypto wallet. So you approve the transaction through your crypto wallet, it connects to Uniswap and then Uniswap smart contracts will do the entire transaction for you and send whatever cryptocurrency you're swapping for directly back into your cryptocurrency wallet. Um, so to get liquidity on the exchange, since they don't have order books, you uh, they need to have liquidity providers on the platform. So anybody who has cryptocurrency can become a liquidity provider. 
Um, and basically what you're doing is you're staking your cryptocurrency into these smart contracts to provide liquidity for other traders. And why people do this is because the fees on Uniswap, which range from 0.05% to 1% per trade, is distributed amongst the people who provide liquidity. So uh, mm -hmm. I actually provide liquidity on Uniswap and you can make some pretty high interest rates on it um, just because of the way it works with concentrated liquidity now with V3. Um, and what concentrated liquidity is, is you can actually pick the prices that you provide liquidity in. So you're, you're essentially concentrating the liquidity that you're providing instead of providing liquidity for every single possible price because it's based on a mathematical formula. You can't have order books. They have to use the formula X times Y equals K. Um, if you want to look more into it, visit Uniswap's website. It's super interesting, and there's a lot of money to be made with liquidity providing. Uh, as you can see right there, uh, V2, where you would have to supply the liquidity for all price ranges, is a lot less interest than you would be making on V3. Um, so say you provide liquidity from, from $1,500 to $2,200 for ETH. Mm. Uh, then you'd be making 11 times the fees compared to V2. So right. if you had $150,000 in V2 or in V3, that's the same as 1.6 million in V2. Yeah, but even something that, like a thousand, right? You're, yeah, you don't you don't so need 150,000, right? Yeah, no, you can. It's, add, it's 11 you, times more than you would be making on mm -hmm. V2. Um, one yeah. thing to note, though, is you can't just make it say a couple dollars, like say between 1500 and 1550. Uh, you can, and you'll be earning very high fees, but as soon as the price of Ethereum moves out of that range, you will stop earning fees until it goes back into that range. So yeah. there's a couple things you got to consider. You can't just consider the price range and the multiplier you'll be earning, but how long that the asset will stay in that price range. Yeah, and so when you do provide liquidity, um, how how do you know how much money you have? Is there like, um, can, you, can you talk about how NFTs are involved? Yeah, so you can go to Uniswap's interface and then go to pools. And as long as your MetaMask wallet is connected, it will detect whatever liquidity you have. So in Uniswap V2, they used ERC20s for liquidity provider tokens. And basically what that did is it proved that you had a share of the liquidity pool. So say I get 10 liquidity tokens and there's 100 tokens for the pool, then I would own 10% of the pool. And at any time I could go back to Uniswap send my LP tokens back to the pool and they mm. would give me back my Uniswap and ETH in my case because I'm in the uni ETH pool. However, they cannot do that anymore because you're choosing the price that you're providing liquidity at. And mm. since you can choose this and it's customized, they have to use NFTs. So NFTs can be used for a lot more than just art. NFTs can be used for anything that's non-fungible. And non-fungible just means anything that you can't swap out for each other, like at a at a constant ratio I right guess. like a like a barrel of oil is fungible because one barrel is just as good as the, as the next but right. like a, a, a rare baseball card is not as good as like any random baseball card that you might pull you pretty much you can't change it you it once you have it it's there it's not it's immutable yep right uh, so this yeah, is the Uniswap so you, interface yep and once you pick the the prices you want to provide liquidity at in order to change it, you would have to remove your liquidity and then provide liquidity again at a different price. So, so you, so you can't can really trade in do that. NFT. I'm sorry. You you um you can trade in the NFT to get your underlying tokens back. Yeah, yeah, you can trade okay. it in to get your underlying tokens back. But uh, essentially, what you're doing is burning your NFT and then reclaiming your stake. Mm -hmm. 
and these are the pancake swap is like almost a simplified version. They they do have a V2 now just to talk on AMMs and uh, DEXs, but pancake swap does, and they fully moved over everything to the um, the V2, but they are not mm -hmm. quite. I mean, they're on the um, Binance Smart Chain as opposed to the Ethereum. Right. But they're, I mean, they're, it's not as, you know, as feature rich as uh, Uniswap, but it's, it will be there. It's, it's a little bit newer and it's going to be there. And there's a lot of different tokens that they uh, house on, I mean, that they um, IDO onto Pancake. Yep. Yeah. So right. once again, the, the difference is, that Uniswap is based on ETH and it's for trading ETH tokens. Uh, and PancakeSwap is based on the Binance Smart Chain. It's for trading Binance Smart Chain tokens. Um, so if you want to start getting into those, you should probably start with some BNB Binance coin, uh, which you can figure out how to buy in the link in the description below. Um, and we also have articles on how Ooh. to get your hands on some of these rare BSC tokens. Pull up. Okay, so and, I saw this in the comments. Uh, pull up Sunday Swap. Um, it's like pancake swapping units up, but on the ADA chain. Uh, on the Cardano yeah, chain. Came out, right? yeah. yeah, Cardano chain. I mean, sorry. It's under construction, but I wanted to, yep. I wanted to, I think they have information on there, is what I was saying. Gotcha. Okay. So Cardano doesn't launch their smart contracts until sometime later this year. Um, and when that does happen, we'll see a whole DeFi industry pop up on Cardano's blockchain, just like we have on ETH and Binance's chain. I just wanted to hint on it because I, yeah, I didn't know about it'll, it either. It'll probably operate very similarly to Uniswap and PancakeSwap if I had I to guess. I think they'll all be the uh, same. Yeah, but I, I'd also expect there to be higher returns on it right away. They'll probably incentivize users to bring liquidity to their platform by providing some type of bonus token. I know Pancake mm -hmm. does that with Cake. Uniswap used to do that with Uni tokens, but they have since stopped since they have enough liquidity on their platform. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I think that is enough talking about decentralized exchanges for today. Um, so can we get a like and a subscribe for that awesome walkthrough of Uniswap uh, and PancakeSwap and SundaySwap? Um, there's a ton of useful information that we just gave to you. So the least you could do is give us a like in return. We have 365 viewers right now and only 87 likes. So before I can move on to Chainlink, we are going to need 100 likes. So please don't make me sit here for too long. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, all righty. We are almost there. Five left. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, there we go. 101 likes. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we're so glad to have you today. Uh, I'm loving this interaction in the comments. You guys are awesome. And I cannot wait to hear your picks this week. Um, on our final moon or bust segment. Um, but we have two more before we get there. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to talk about Chainlink now. So let me pull up their uh, chart uh, and I will explain what Chainlink does. So Chainlink connects blockchain to the real world. So if you want to, say, uh, make an options contract, that has to be able to tell the price of an asset on a certain date. And um, that that information might not be native to like the ethereum blockchain say so so the ethereum miners they can't be they can't be expected to to be uh, reliable for all this pricing information on each date so they need something called an oracle uh, which 
can figure out this uh, data and be trusted. At, well, it, actually, it's trustless because it's decentralized. Um, so what Chainlink does is provides a decentralized Oracle network that can connect uh, real-world data and plug it into smart contracts. And what this will do is it will enable smart contracts to do a whole lot more different things, uh, like options, like insurance. Um, uh, do you guys have any other applications you can think of? Um, they really are all yet to be discovered because it's such a new technology. Um, but in 20, 30 years, I can't even begin to think of what this uh, this ecosystem is going to look like. And so Chainlink, Logan, do you know how? Yeah, do you know how Chainlink actually connects real world data with the blockchain? Because you, I would think you would need some type of centralized party to actually upload and verify that like real world events are actually occurring, and then uploading yeah. that to the blockchain, right? Yep. So there's a network of people that are providing this information. Uh, and just like how there's a consensus algorithm to like uh, for, for all decentralized networks, um, there is a decentralized consensus uh, for this Oracle data as well. So um, it is fully decentralized. So, so what would happen is basically these Oracles or the people on the network would be given a question like, did it rain today? Yes or no? And then yep. they'd be incentivized to tell the truth. And then whatever the consensus is, whatever the majority says is known to be true. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a great example with the rainfall because um, you can make an, a, a smart contract for insurance for farmers. Uh, should they not, should the yearly rainfall be like way below the average? Um, you could automate all this now with smart contracts by using Chainlink and integrating Chainlink. So if you look at the description here, it says Chainlink is a network uh, driven by a large open source community of data providers um, and then all these other blockchain things as well. Um, but this is a really cool project and it is working on ETH right now. And I believe that they're also adding support for other chains um, like Cardano and Polkadot. Um, so I have I see huge upside potential on Chainlink. Um, despite it being one of the top uh, 15 currencies, I still think it has room to grow, uh, especially on the long-term side of things. <clears throat> yeah, they're one of those that will be just like uh, Matic or Polygon, uh, where if you, you, you buy it, you sit it, you forget it, you'll be a very happy camper they're they're not going anywhere and they, they are a huge part in almost all these other cryptos you see somehow chain links involved <clears throat> so mm -hmm. they're they're a good good one to hold and talk about and trade and just be rich one day with it i hope <laughs> yeah there's definitely endless possibilities for chain link i mean there's so many ways you can connect like the real world things into the blockchain that, that could go up, like just based off that narrative, really. Mm -hmm. And you get um, the ones like, uh, I forgot the name of uh, I think the, the ticker, the ticker is AUG, um, where you can bet on different world events, sports um, happenings. Um, I think it's rep, rep. I'm not sure we can move on while I, for, while I figured it out. Yeah, yeah that right one. here. Augur. Mm -hmm. So is this an Oracle as well? <clears throat> yeah. 
And so they can you can get live price data and stuff like that, and they use uh, other people to verify, you know, live data feeds or live events and things. By people, mm -hmm. I mean other oracles where they have the network, and it's got to be trusted. So it goes sent to one person, then it gets confirmed, and then it bounces around, then comes back confirmed true. So it's the same kind of kind of kind of principle, and it's it's pretty neat. And this is way below its all-time high still, so there could be some serious upside potential through the end of the year. Yeah. It's another one to keep your eye on. REP is, in a, is the, the coin, and then Augur, yeah. Yep. Okay, next up, we wanted to uh, divert away from the Ethereum blockchain for just a second and talk about the other uh, biggest blockchain smart contract provider, which is Binance Smart Chain. Um, Binance Smart Chain is home to some of your favorite shit coins that have been going crazy lately, and it is on a fat 25% off sale right now. So if you've been thinking about getting into the Binance ecosystem, today might be the day you want to do it. Uh, as you can see, it got up to the uh, mid to high 600s for a while, um, and so this is a pretty enticing price at $367. What do you guys think? Uh, BNB will be another. BNB will match Ethereum, um, <clears throat> what the Ethereum price is now eventually, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much going on with Binance. They they do have a little bit of a, a controversy right now, but mm -hmm. that's just their exchange. So this the the actual chain, their decks, their... Um, they're developing their like launch pads and their grants and everything. That's not going anywhere. The mm -hmm. the centralized exchange it's probably it's not really going to go anywhere. But they're under some fire. But the BNB the coin is going to be um, is pretty much turned into like early days Ethereum. Not saying that works the same, but how it's being used, where they're using right. it for um, launching all mm -hmm. these crazy super altcoins and being on the binance smart chain it's super quick it's cheap it's uh really easy to use it's really easy to build on there's a lot going on and bnb is as more of these shit coins get made bnb is going to be used so yeah ryan can you talk to us about the difference um maybe in centralization and consensus between ethereum and the binance smart chain sure so where bnb has a lot lower fees than Ethereum, it's much more centralized. So that's how they're able to provide these low fees. Mm -hmm. um, so the way it works is I'm pretty sure there's 21 validators, active validators on the network, uh, which changes every 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But instead of being random or like based on a probability of based on how much you hold, it's mm -hmm. just based on the amount of tokens you hold. So on any given day of BNB tokens, yes. Yeah. So on any given day, the top 21 BNB holders that have staked their BNB on the network are chosen as validators. Mm -hmm. So as you could probably guess, a lot of these validators are Binance itself or people who are early in Binance, uh, and it's just very centralized. Even just the number of 21 validators causes some security concerns. Yeah. Uh, Ethereum has thousands and thousands of GPUs securing its network like, throughout the entire world. Uh, like mm -hmm. I said, Binance only has 21. Um, but it's definitely interesting. It provides a great solution for high transaction fees, especially in the short term. It'll be interesting to see how BNB plays out over the long term once ETH scales. 
but I mm -hmm. think that BNB could still do well and find its niche. I've heard BNB be compared to Amazon before, like the Amazon of blockchain. It has a huge user base that's only growing. And now with PancakeSwap, even more people are using the platform. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And Binance was based in China, uh, but they switched over to Grand Caymans. Their headquarters is now located there. Um, so they will not be affected by the recent Chinese regulation. No, they won't. My, uh, that's my boy, uh, Big Bear. He just said BNB uh, is already leading with traffic and transactions. It'll be one to two k easily. <clears throat> uh, that's very, very true. I, I, I mean, it's yes. There, they have, they can scale, they can grow, they can get big. And what you said that I think that what you just hit on Ryan, I think they might change a few things um, if they can, um, or they might secure it in a different way. But it's it's solid. It's just going to keep growing, and there's. Just as many use cases as Ethereum, just BNB is just just that slightly different to make it easier, faster, and everything. Maybe right. find a way to make the like get take out just the BP BEP two and only have the twenty. I I got the first number wrong, but have the smart chain BNB be the actual BNB. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird that they have the wrapped, but it's it's a good one. It's solid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But something on that comment to consider, um, although PancakeSwap does have a lot higher transaction volume than Uniswap, that's m m basically just due to the low transaction <clears throat> fees. Because uh, if you can only if you can spend a dollar on a transaction fee compared to one hundred fifty dollars, then people will be trading a lot more, and a lot more people will be trading on it. And right? I think so, the cost of the tokens too on some of them, like PancakeSwap, makes up I'd say you know, a, a high percentage of it that's outside of Binance itself. So the tokens are very, very small. You can have multiple transactions <clears throat> within the same the same swap. So, you know, it's something to think of. But it's it's definitely not it's definitely something to take into consideration mm -hmm. the the amount. All right. We have a question from Prachi. What does diamond hands mean? Brian, you want to tell us? You just you roll through the storm. You <laughs> you hold it down. You uh you know you see something and it's not going your way. You're either gonna hold it and get rich, or you're gonna uh, just go down in flames. But either way, you know you got some respect. Yeah, no paper hands around here. Hold down, hold down the fort. We don't sell anything. We buy the <clears throat> dip. That's it's right. It's only a loss if you guys sell. That's exactly. right. Stocks exactly. and crypto only go up. Not financial advice. Stonks. No. Stonks and crypto. All righty. Those are our top four fundamentally strong altcoin picks for you to pick up should you want to during this flash sale that we are currently experiencing. Uh, we all here believe that the bull run is far from over. Uh, so this could be your second chance to get in and make some tendies before the year is over. Uh, so please smash a like for those four amazing picks and those detailed fundamental breakdowns. Um, I, I think we earned it, guys. What do you think? Hopefully that um, it all makes us a bunch of money. Hell yeah. 
Uh, we at Zinger Nation like to make money, and we know that's why you're here. So we're just trying to help you out. Uh, so you can help us out too. Drop a like, subscribe. We're so close to 100K. Uh, please subscribe if you aren't subscribed to the channel. We're going to have a huge celebration when that happens, so we want you to be a part of it. All righty. Last but not least, we have about 10 or 11 minutes to do our favorite and your favorite segment, Moon or Bust. So if you guys are new around here, uh, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we want to see you guys drop your tickers, uh, your favorite coins, your shit coins, altcoins, a Bitcoin, but we already know what that one's going to do. Um, and you just put all those in the chat. We're going to pull them up on CoinMarketCap. We're going to look at their, uh, their technical setup, their fundamentals, and we're going to see how they're doing today. And we're going to give you, each, each of us will give you a moon or bust rating. And we uh, will go from there. So uh, everybody go into the comments right now. <coughs> I want to see a shit ton of tickers so that we cannot even keep up. Um, and we will get started with, uh, let's see, we did VeChain on yeah, We're Monday. not going to do Safe Moon or Shiba. <laughs> we cover that three times in a row now. If you, yeah. want our, if you want our input, go watch our previous shows. Okay, we have... <clears throat> Uh, up earlier in the beginning, there was a lot of talk about. Um, let me try to find it. There was what <clears throat> Farmy F A R M M I. Oh yeah, there was. Can you find that? Do you know what yeah. that is? I've never heard of it. No, neither have I. Okay, here we go. On Police Nem, this looks like a real account. It says Farmy, Farmy, Farmy. Let's, Let's see, see what Farmy. There's no. It's. All right, look at this. Look, look at this. No results for farm. Get out of here. Should have known Sometimes this Coin was Gecko fake has news. Uh, I think we should just move on. How about we do Anchor, okay. Ryan, like you suggested? Can you? Do you know anything about Anchor? I don't. That's why I chose it. All righty. I don't either, Ryan. Um, I know a little bit. Isn't it a cloud sharing? Um, um, Looks like it is. Cloud sharing service. Where? All right, what is Anchor? <clears throat> Anchor originates as a solution that utilizes shared resources in order to provide easy and affordable blockchain node hosting solutions. Founded in November 2017, uh, so it's been around for a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, hosting it's, blockchain it's a solid one too because it's definitely one of those, uh, you know, the again, like a cloud sharing service, but you can build um, dApps that will connect to the Ethereum um Binance Smart Chain, mm. the OKX Polkadot, and uh, KSM. <clears throat> and mm -hmm. So you can kind of get, you know, whatever you need, you can get it. Yeah, this looks like a pretty fundamentally cool project. Um, let's take a look at the technicals right now. It has been correcting uh, along with the rest of the market, but it doesn't look like minus 27% today. So that's a pretty heavy hit. Um, but let's see what the all time high looks like. It was over here. It was kind of hitting a wall. Um, 20 cents. Yeah, about 20 cents. It's now at 11. So this might be a good time to pick it up. This one has been around for a few years. Um, so more than likely, it will have some room to grow. It's in the top 100. It'll have some room to grow throughout the end of the year. I'm going to give this one a moon. What do you guys think? Definitely a moon. It's got a lot of potential. It does have a larger backing and <clears throat> with it being on the cheaper side, 
right now in in relative terms it's not over a dollar so i say it's kind of on the cheaper side i think in mm -hmm. you know a couple months that this one will really kick off mm -hmm. yeah i'll give uh, it a moon as well uh i like that it's ranked right around number 100 i think like those those cryptocurrencies between the 80th highest and 120th highest have huge room to grow and they're not as risky as some of the smaller market cap coins out there. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Next up, uh, VeChain. We talked about VeChain a little bit on Monday's show, but what they are doing is providing some supply chain blockchain services to businesses. Um, and they are very fundamentally sound. They are the 19th biggest coin by market cap. Um, I am a big fan of this one. Uh, I do not have a position in it, though, but I believe that there's a link in the description if you want to figure out how to get this. If not, just look up at Benzinga with the info. Uh, you, but I don't want to spend up, You want to say that link again? Uh, yeah, sorry. Just look up Benzinga, how to buy VeChain, um, and an article that I think I wrote will pop up uh, and you can get uh, the the fastest way to buy it and the partners that support it and get a little bonus by signing up through our website. So definitely go check that out if it's not in the description. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on this one since we certified it as a moon on Monday's episode. So you can go check that one out. Next up, let's do Cartesi. Brian, you're a fan of Cartesi, aren't you? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. So this one is a... We did cover a little bit yesterday or Monday. Monday yeah, this one is a um, pretty much a blockchain company that <clears throat> has built a software where you can write smart contracts in any programming language you want. Right, and they handle them order. on their layer two. So they do a roll up just like Polygon <clears throat> does, and they have their own layer two <clears throat> network that can handle smart contracts of all languages. Um, and not just in Solidity, which is like the Ethereum uh, typical smart contract language. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> sorry, it's it's a really really cool project. There's a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. uh, they have involved. They even <clears throat> have an NFT side of it, as well as gaming development. So you can use their platform to do a few other things. Um, <clears throat> I'm talking with some people from there, and I'm going to try to see if we can get one of those guys on the show um, very very soon. So stay tuned mm -hmm. for that. We'll we'll have an interview with. We will be doing a lot of interviews on this show. By the way, everyone, we'll, we'll have people from different blockchains and different mm -hmm. companies and stuff to come on, talk with us, share, and it'll be a good time. So stay tuned for all those. But this is definitely a moon. I like it. I'm excited about it. It's um, found a problem and it found a it saw a problem, found a solution, and I think it'll be good. Awesome. We certified that as a moon last time, so we will <clears> move on to. Casino coin. I've never even heard of this one. It's the 267th biggest, $140 million market cap. There are 40 billion tokens in supply, and it is on sale for 24% off today. Uh, let's look at this chart. Holy, that popped off, and Whoa. now it is back down to earth. Missed that little nugget. Let's see, what does it do? It's just it's a digital currency designed specifically for regulating the gaming industry. This is interesting. Casinocoin.org. Huh. I don't see uh, the United States being on the list of not allowed to do it, use it, or whatever it is. So that's kind of cool. 
What do you mean by that? It's like it's a. <clears throat> they just see it. <clears throat> There's a list of uh, countries that are sanctioned um, by the Isle of Man where Eminence Ltd is based. Maybe I read that wrong and don't know what I was actually seeing. Okay, I don't know what that means, so never mind. Let's. I'm gonna take that back. What I said. I thought that meant you can't use it in those countries. <clears throat> uh, gotcha. I, was I think you should probably be able to get your hands <clears throat> on this one. Um, so a cool, handy thing uh, about CoinMarketCap, as you can see, all the markets traded on, and you can get this on BitTrue. Um, you can swap into it from BTC or XRP, and it looks like that's the only way to get your hands on this one. So this one is, is going to be a little bit type of token it is? That is a good question. I don't see anything. Maybe it's on its own chain. That would, I mean, it would make you can sense. Scroll up, Logan. A coin market cap should show the token address if it is. So it yeah. doesn't look like it is tokenized. Yes, yeah, so it must be on its. Oh, there's even there's not even a token for it. You mean? No, it's just not tokenized on Ethereum or Binance or anything else. Right. So it must be on That's its own chain. On its own deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does um, give you instructions on how to buy it. So if you go to their website, you can check it out. Okay, cool. It's on XRPL. I do not know a ton about this one, <clears throat> uh, but it looks like there's an interesting use case here, and it's um, big enough to not be uh, t too shitty of a shit coin. So I'll I'll give it a move, and I'll be generous today. It's pretty cool what it's uh, the whole concept of it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it a bust because you know <laughs> it, it could have some legs and be going. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I I'd give it a. Uh, easy moon, I guess. A slow moon. I like it. I'm going to give it a bust. I'm giving it a bust. Mm -hmm. It still has 25 billion tokens to be minted, and there's only 40 billion circulating. I don't know exactly how they're going to give those tokens out, but that's just a little bit of a red flag right there. Um, and other than that, I just don't really see a huge use case for casino coin. Casinos like to use normal money, so I don't see why they would change to cryptocurrency anytime soon, especially in the regulated casino industry. Like, uh, it just doesn't seem very realistic that Casino Coin will get any true real world adoption. That being mm. said, it could still moon. I mean, a lot of this is just speculation. So it really doesn't have to be made into something that has a real world use case just yet. And it could yep. still go up. Yep. Um, I just got the signal from Aaron Thomas, producer AT, that we need to wrap it up. So unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. I'm so sorry if we did not get to your ticker on today's Moon or Bus segment. Uh, but tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. We're going live every Monday and Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So if you didn't, if we didn't get to you today, tune in next week, and we will make sure uh, to try our best to get to you then. Um, you guys have any final closing thoughts for us? Uh, stay strong. Please huddle. Get it out here. Yeah, you'll get my portfolio. Cannot go back. afford you guys selling. Yeah, don't it, sell. Your portfolio will come back. We promise. Hold the line. Yeah, buy the I mean, dip. We've been we've been in crypto advice. since 2016, guys. We've seen these dips before. They're nothing to be scared of. No, it's it's normal. It's natural, and it'll it'll make you into a better trader. Yeah, it's only a loss if you sell. So keep that in mind. And until next Monday, I am Logan Ross, hosted by Brian Moore and Ryan McNamara. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.